ladies and gentlemen, the commercials. Basically what we're saying, folks, is that we hear a lot of talk about terrorism from the Middle East and immigration from Mexico, but where we ought to be looking is north. That's right. That's right. To the great white north. That's right. Because they can cross our borders unfettered. They're going to come, come and they're going to steal our women. Like that. And our food. So let this be a lesson to each and every one of you out there. Stay away. Watch out, they might be Canadian. Watch out, they might be Canadian. Watch out, they might be Canadian. They might be Canadian. Hey, did you know that Canadians get free health care? No, it's true. It's government subsidized. They can get a gaping head wound, go to the hospital, have it stitched up and never have to pay a single bill. That is insane. You know what that means? You know what that means? Canadians can't be destroyed. Oh, my God. Watch out, they might be Canadian. Watch out, they might be Canadian. Watch out, they might be Canadian. They might be Canadian. They might be Canadian. Guys, I have some bad news. I know this is a bad time to tell you this, but my grandfather was born in Quebec. No! Yes, it oh, makes no. me one for Canadian. There you go, folks. Case in point. <laughs> you just never know. Watch out, they might be Canadian. Watch out, they might be Canadian. Watch out, they might be Canadian. They might be Canadian. They might be Canadian. All right, you guys, you know how they have Canadian bacon? Totally. Uh-huh. All right, well, it's total bullshit because it's just ham. Right? <laughs> Americans know what bacon looks like. They're a nation of food liars. Food liars. They can hand you a bologna sandwich, and it will really be broken glass. Watch out. Watch out, they might be Canadian. Watch out, they might be Canadian. Watch out, they might be Canadian. They might be Canadian. They might be Canadian. And did you know that some of our most famous Americans, well, they're not American at all. No. They're actually Canadian. Like, oh, oh, I came up with a whole list. I studied on Wikipedia. Well, there's Pamela Anderson. Canadian. Kiefer Sutherland. Canadian. Michael J. Fox. Canadian. Alanis Morissette. Canadian. Mr. Rogers. Canadian. That guy from Star Trek. Canadian. Canadian. George Washington. The father of our country is Canadian. Oh, I think I'm gonna be son of a bitch. Watch out, they might be Canadian. Watch out, they might be Canadian. Watch out, they might be Canadian. Watch out, they might be from the main streets of Brooklyn, New York, Studio 6C, you are listening to the Commercials Freight Podcast at thecommercials.tv and the magic of iTunes. My name is Dave T. Koenig. And this is Kenneth Pond. And we are here with another great show for you. Thank you for joining us. And uh, boy, you know, I don't know how you could start a show better than than we did just now, Ken. I know, right? It can't get any better than that. That, that is was, a song. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we did. That was what, a few years ago we did that. Was that was the year 2007 and the original lineup of the commercials, including our good friend and 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 the the other third of the commercials, Laura Dillman. That's and, right. Uh, recorded live in 2007 at the uh, long, uh, the gone but not forgotten Sage Theater in Times Square. Is it gone? Uh, 
Yeah, uh, it, it is gone. It's actually no longer there. Well, what's uh, there well, in the its location, place? I, I actually don't know. But the location oh. is there. It's just that the theater has shut its doors in, in uh, this uh, terrible co- economy of ours. Um, oh, it's, man. Yeah. That's yeah, rough. Yeah, what are you going to do? Well, at least we have memories in our heart. And uh, great music there. And uh, we played that not just for your entertainment, but also uh, in honor of a guest this week, which, uh, you know, boy, oh boy, it's it's a first for us here on the Commercials Free Podcast. That's true, because he's from Canada. Canada. It's our first international uh, uh, guest Appearing or here, crossing guest, U.S. borders. Gestos international. As they say up in Canada. Uh-huh. Uh, it is a guy who I've known for quite a while, a very good friend of mine, and uh, a true renaissance man. He's uh, he's a professional wrestler, a professional wrestling promoter. He is a writer. He is uh, an artist in his own right. He is a strip club DJ. He is the host of the Handsome Genius Club radio show, and most important, if not alarmingly, Canadian. We who. We who. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we look at uh, what's happening uh, north of the border, but really what we thought we would do this week, we would start by discussing what happened on our own soil. And we, we've had a few days to digest um, uh, what happened last week. Uh, President Barack Obama delivering his very first State of the Union address to the nation. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, well, Ken, what do you think? Let's hear your first impressions. Well, you know, <clears throat> I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I was always uh, behind Obama. Uh, you know, I w- voted for him. I, I wanted him just because I thought, yeah, I guess it's like when there's nothing else to do, you do the craziest thing possible, <laughs> you know, and he's young and He's a good talker and, mm-hmm. you know, he what he really promised that I really, really liked was getting away from this old political old man, old man's club thing. Yeah, yeah. And getting absolutely. things done instead of people, you know, politicians scratching each other's backs and blah, 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 blah. Um, that's a hard fight to to win. But uh as far as the speech was concerned, though, I I remember thinking to myself, listening to it, saying, you know, I can know nothing about politics mm-hmm. or what's required to be a president or the structure of the government, and I easily could have made up that speech as I went along. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, because it was, you know... It was uh, – well, let me do my impression of it. Let me do oh, what, I, what, what sure, I would do. Sure, sure. Go for it. I, you know, and I, lo- I love how he opened up. You know, it was like – it didn't need to be said. But uh, this isn't my impression, but he's like, you know, for years the president has been giving State of the Union addresses in good times and in bad. That's mm-hmm. what I'm doing right now. Like, right. you know, that didn't – that wasn't necessary. Um but yeah, I mean, all, all, I, all I really had to do was say, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, when I came into office, things were not so great. Mm-hmm. Now they're just a little better, and hopefully they will get better. I've that, done that's some the main things. gist of what you got out of, yeah. 
basically, out of the speech. Just basically, yeah. He kind of gave you the, well, gave the, you a little temperature check, and and that was it. Was that yeah, in yeah, your mind. Well, well, yeah. I mean, he spent he spent. <clears throat> I would say the majority of it, not the vast majority, but the majority of it with the economy. <clears throat> and then, well, of the course, war, yeah. Right. You know, um, I guess the two most pressing issues, but uh, it was not. You know, it's kind of like. It's kind of like getting a, a, a love letter from a girl that, you know, is just kind of bland and boring and she's nice and everything. But, you know, you're not that into her because there's just not much substance, you know. Are you going to really read that letter with such enthusiasm? You know, um, I, I guess if you feel that way about this particular girl, uh, you, you might have a similar feeling. Now, from where I sat. Yeah. Um, yeah, what did you, you what know, was and, your take? And, and I've always been sort of a political atheist. Uh, I've been very disenchanted with party <laughs> politics and you I don't I believe <laughs> you don't believe in the existence of, of the government. That is correct. I am okay. I'm I I deny its existence. It's just a hoax. It is it is a hoax perpetuated yeah. by Hollywood. Um <laughs> you know, that whole thing you see when uh, they're in the uh, chamber of Congress and, and you see these men walking around. That's just a set with a lot of extras to me. And ILM. Um, yeah, ILM does some of the effects. Well, nowadays, yeah. I mean, it used yeah. to be they have to do it the old-fashioned way where they'd actually have you know build cameras and build yeah. a set and then they'd have to have physical human beings walking around. Now they just do it with with SF, you know, special effects. Yeah. Um, but when I watched the campaign... In in nine in two thousand eight, uh, I felt the way you did, which is, man, here's somebody who can come in who is somewhat detached and and doesn't mind being that way from the old process. And clearly, in so many different ways, he was uh, n- not somebody entrenched in the party politics of old. And I like that about him. I really did. And I and I was so unhappy with. Uh, the eight years under George Bush's, um, you know, uh, clubhouse that, yeah. that I, I was looking forward to somebody who would go in. And most importantly, more than anything else, what I liked about Barack Obama in the campaign speeches he made was that he's he seemed to be a pragmatist. Uh, yes. And by that, I, you know, seemed to be the kind of guy who would go in there and dare to give common sense ideas as solutions to problems, which seems like revolutionary. Although to me, it's like, well, okay, if you have a dollar and things cost two dollars, well, you can only spend, you know. And obviously, this is not a democratic ideal. Believe me, I get the the analogy is flawed, but yeah, you know, it, it, if 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 well, it's like two plus two equals four. You know, he didn't come in and say, well, two plus two may equal four, but but it might equal nine if you really want to stretch it, right? You know, right. And that kind of like, you know, simple common sense approach, which is, hey, you know, if you have a good idea and then we crunch the numbers and things work out, well, maybe we'll go with that idea, whether or not you are a Democrat or, you know, you might be a Republican, you might be an independent, you might be somebody from, uh, you know, outer space. It doesn't matter to me so long as good ideas are, are coming to the fore. And that's exactly. what I really liked about him. And for the last year, so much garbage has been thrown back and forth back and forth back and forth that i started to worry about the his his efficacy as a leader because good, good we word, heard yeah. so much garbage going on it was not just business as usual it's been 
business as usual times a thousand where, you know, you got the Republicans threatening to filibuster every single effort that's being done in order to just gain political points and and strengthen their own political base so they can all get reelected. And you have Democrats who are uh, criticizing each other. You have got Republicans criticizing Democrats and vice versa. And more importantly than that, you've got idiot pundits on TV who have become more influential than any elected official. And that has been, to me, the biggest disappointment of the first year of Barack Obama's presidency is that everything is being played out on TV. It's almost like reality TV has come to politics and you have nothing real being said. You've got this manufactured drama for the sake of drama instead of actual uh, 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 lawmaking and and decision-making and finding of the answers to very serious problems in this country. Right. When he gave that speech though, what I will say is that it restored a little bit of that hope that I had that somebody was going to go in there and just not accept business as usual. And I got that feeling again. It's, you know, it's, it's been damaged a bit. It's not back, but there was that one moment where he was, um, really, Digging in and saying, okay, we can't have this infighting. We can't have, uh, he used some beautiful language and I'm not coming up with any of it, but he came up with a beautiful way of saying, look, no more of this sniping at each other in the press, no more threatening to filibuster. Let's get down to the issues and fix what's going on. And I, I leaned over to my wife and I was like, boy, daddy's handing out some spankings. <laughs> because that's how it felt to me. It was like finally somebody that's was true. in control. And you know, and it, I agree. Go on. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, well, I sort of been rambling on, but um, it was sort of like, and I, I don't mean to make the analogy that seems obvious, but you remember the movie Lean on Me? Yes. You had uh, this school in New Jersey where gangs had taken over and the teachers had given up and people were fighting in the hallways. People are getting hurt all the time. There was no actual education going on until until Morgan Freeman came in and he's like, yo, call me crazy Joe. And finally was he the voice that that place. Ass. He yeah. did. He finally decided. I mean, you could also say that about the, the movie, the principal with Jim Belushi, which is almost the same thing, but right. You know, a, you know, an alternate universe version of it. Finally, somebody's in there who is willing to get dirty, pick up a baseball bat and, and, and threaten people with actual, you know, you know, p- push back finally. Right. And and maybe he can get this done in the next three years, uh, fulfilling the promise of, of what was going on before he was actually elected. Well, yeah, I would say so. Um, you know, to be honest with you, though, the, it, it's funny because I kind of got the opposite feeling where it was like, yeah, you said all of this before, you know, uh, not that. Uh, and don't get me wrong. I don't necessarily think his intentions are bad or that he's bad. I don't you know, think you're saying that at all. No, no, what I'm saying is there is a huge, very tense rope right now between our generation and our father's generation mm. as mm-hmm. far as politics are concerned. And there's a lot of conservatives who are extremely frightened. They're yeah. in a state yeah. of panic because they 
there's a lot, and you know, of course, the root of the word conservative, they want to conserve things the way they were, you know, and they are desperately trying to hold on to something that they don't necessarily understand. The world has changed significantly, Mm -hmm. you know, and I really, really think that if he's going to be the Morgan Freeman, uh, John Belushi character, he really needs to start holding people over the fire, so to speak. Agreed. Absolutely. Um, He needs to do it instead of saying, Hey, come on, you guys, come on, you guys, listen, let's not fight. All right. Listen, I have this idea. (laughs) I have this idea about the economy. What, you know, why don't you like it? Why? Oh man. What? You know what I mean? Like he needs to be more like, look, the buck stops here, you know? Um, Right. Right. And and then again, I think the public forum he took, you know, he had, he had a public forum and he used it to sort of embarrass people who deserve to be embarrassed. Um, I even took on the Supreme been, Court, which was just like, I mean, almost almost crazy in and of itself. I mean, that that could hurt well, down the line. True, but. That's true. It's not the first time it's happened. But I, I would definitely say that as far as... Uh, to be honest, I think he could have... He pulled some punches. Mm. I think he could have been much more like, you know, fervent a lot more clear to people. I mean, the, st- the State of the Union address is uh, typically uh, aimed at, at a person who is able to read and understand the New York Times. You know, that's the intelligence level that's expected. Mm-hmm. However, there's a lot of people in our country that don't have the resources and don't really understand how things work exactly. And... I think, you know, it, it would behoove him to explain things in a more straightforward way. I'm trying to do this, but this faction is not let. You know what I mean? Um, I, I do see what you mean. I guess. I guess. I wonder if that is actually the job of the president to do that, or is it the job of our, you know, our our society to do that? You know, are are we? asking the president to take the time to educate every single American about the ins and outs of the political process, or do we depend on education on lower levels to do that? Well, and obviously, I, my, for the my time guess being. is, you know, I don't t- want for the, for the time being. So for the next three years, all we yeah. really want him to do is just tell us what the hell is a filibuster. That's all <laughs> we want to know. Start with that. I've done my checks. I've done my balances. I've done my parties. I've done my Capitol Hills. Um, you're starting to sound like Waylon Jennings. I don't even know who that is. Ah, see? We need President Obama to tell us who Waylon Jennings is. You know, I think, it, really, we need him to not just explain the political process, but culture in general, specifically entertainment icons like Waylon Jennings. Maybe he can actually be the person to replace Simon Cowell on American Idol. Oh, <laughs> you know, Look, I, I, it's been so bad I, lately. I like People, what you did. <laughs> I like what you did, but it was seriously awful. Um, the, 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 the thing about, you know, this is, I've been, there's this weird bad luck streak where like, usually I'm really good with names of actors, television personalities mm-hmm. through history, but it has been a week where people have been saying, well, you remember how, you know, uh, Philip, we're hosing from uh, from uh, 
there, there, there might be a wind blowing in 1946 was. And I'm like, wait, who from what? You, you know, know, I like, can help just you with really... this one, Ken. The reason you didn't remember him? Because he, he doesn't exist. exist. <laughs> Are you a John Will Hosen atheist? I am a John Will Hosen atheist. I refuse to believe he exists. Which you brings were, us full circle. Uh, yes. yes, this is the kind of thing we like to do here on the Commercials Freight Podcast from Commercials.tv and the magic of iTunes. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, I was going to get right to uh, this, the next segment we have, but it's funny you mentioned that. Just, just for full disclosure, uh, at one point this week, it's, it's not because I don't think it's just you. It may be the full moon we had a few days ago. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I had convinced myself uh, at some point last week that the Super Bowl was this past Sunday. That's right. I remember that. To the yeah. point where I told you that and you, not knowing anything about sports, just blindly accepted it. Yeah. And not just you, but my wife heard me telling you and accepted it for herself. Oh, so. do you see how ignorance is contagious? That's exactly right. Why I'm so glad we have a very well-spoken very articulate and incredibly uh, erudite uh, person in office right now, as opposed to our previous erudite president. Yeah. Well, the the um, yeah, you know, it maybe it's just a dumb week for everybody. It could because, be because you know I did something extremely extremely dumb. I uh, my car was parked down in front of my house. And, uh, you know, there's alternate side of the street parking. And I had just been watching something on the Science Channel talking mm. about how, you know, carbon emissions from motor vehicles are, are some of the worst pollutants ever. So I put a sock in my exhaust pipe <laughs> and then I moved it to the other side of the street. And suddenly I'm sitting in the car listening to the radio. I'm getting really, really dizzy. Mm-hmm. Well, next thing I know, there's paramedics are dragging me out. And, you know, are you okay? And blah, blah, blah. I said, fine. They're like, what happened? I'm like, well, I put a sock in my exhaust. And they kind of look around at each other and they're like, why? And I'm like, for the environment, stupids. (laughs) I like how this is the first I'm hearing of this story. I don't have a car. I know you don't have a car, which is why I enjoy the story more than anything else. Uh, you're like, you think if you're, I'd have heard that you had a near-death experience until we actually <laughs> decide to record our podcast. <laughs> oh, by the way, Dave. Oh, by the way, remember uh, remember how huh. I was living this week? Yeah, yeah. For for a while, I, was I wasn't. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know how I, you didn't hear from me for four days? Funny story. Sniper tower incident. Yeah, but a little something. Little something. Sure. Anyway, speaking of our president and his uh, well-spoken things, and 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 it, it's interesting that we have a little bit of a different opinion about um, his speech. I wanted to um, illustrate the the depth of the speech as I heard it, but I wanted to do it in a way that is, let's say, unique to our program. I smell comedy. <laughs> Dave, you with your transparent segues. I love it. (sighs) Boy, if you didn't know it was coming, you'd be thrilled. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, right. I think I'd be able to see it coming a mile away. Because you'll be like, you'll be talking, you'll be like, the other day I was making lemonades, lemonades, (laughs) making lemonade with my wife. We took a bunch of lemons and we made ourselves some lemonade. Speaking of segues, I went to New Amsterdam. 
See, that would be a great example of the kind of segues I do that absolutely lead to nothing. Thank you, Ken. I appreciate uh, and, uh, that. By the way, I love, I love that line. Speaking of segues. Speaking of segues, well, that is actually really, I'm going to borrow that. Hmm. Anyway, so what we're going to do is um, we're going to have a listen to the speech given by our president, but then find out what happens when you run it through a popular piece of technology in a little segment we like to call Ken. Fun with Google Voice. It's a hopper and a chopper and a one, two, three, three. Google Voice for you and me. Yeah, it's fun with Google Voice. Now, Ken, tell us, as always, what is Google Voice? Google Voice is awesome. It's a service for free that's offered by the fine people at google.com. They furnish you with a phone number that you get to choose and you could use it like a regular phone number. People can call you at it, on it. They can leave you text messages to it, which then can be forwarded to your mobile phone or your email. Also, it has a nice feature. When someone leaves a voicemail, it'll automatically transcribe that voice message into text so you could read it discreetly in a text or an email. However, the comedy, herein lies the comedy. Herein lies the comedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for God's sakes. Um, it doesn't translate the text so good. No. No. No, I would agree with that. Yes. So what we found is that uh, when we take something even spoken by an incredibly articulate, intelligent, thoughtful, powerful speaker as Obama is to Almost a person, uh, almost to a person, you would find universal agreement with that idea. Or almost to just a person. Almost to just a person. It doesn't. It doesn't quite work out. So this is this is um uh the last uh, two ish minutes of the speech delivered the State of the Union the other night. And um, well, let's listen to this first. Yes. I never suggested the change would be easy, or that I could do it alone. Democracy in a nation of 300 million people can be noisy and messy and complicated. When you try to do big things and make big changes, it stirs passions and controversy. That's just how it is. Those of us in public office can respond to this reality by playing it safe and avoid telling hard truths and pointing fingers. We can do what's necessary to keep our poll numbers high and get through the next election instead of doing what's best for the next generation. But I also know this. If people had made that decision 50 years ago, or 100 years ago, or 200 years ago, we wouldn't be here tonight. The only reason we are here is because generations of Americans were unafraid to do what was hard, to do what was needed even when success was uncertain, to do what it took to keep the dream of this nation alive for their children and their grandchildren. Now, our administration has had some political setbacks this year, and some of them were deserved. But I wake up every day knowing that they are nothing compared to the setbacks that families all across this country have faced this year. And what keeps me going, what keeps me fighting, is that despite all these setbacks, that spirit of determination and optimism, that fundamental decency that has always been at the core of the American people, that lives on. It lives on in the struggling small business owner who wrote to me of his company. None of us, he said, are willing to consider even slightly that we might fail. It lives on in the woman who said that even though she and her neighbors have felt the pain of recession, we are strong, we are resilient, we are American. It lives on in the eight-year-old boy in Louisiana who just sent me his allowance and asked if I would give it to the people of Haiti. 
And it lives on in all the Americans who've dropped everything to go someplace they've never been and pull people they've never known from the rubble, prompting chants of USA, 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 when another life was saved. The spirit that has sustained this nation for more than two centuries lives on in you, its people. We have finished a difficult year. We have come through a difficult decade. But a new year has come. A new decade stretches before us. We don't quit. I don't quit. Let's seize this moment to start anew, to carry the dream forward, and to strengthen our union once more. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America. So there you have it. The last wow. uh, couple minutes of uh, you know I will say say what you will, and even with my opinion, what a moving speaker he is. He is fantastic. He is fantastic. But I get the feeling that he's about to be not so moving. Oh, it's very very possible that in another context, these beautiful poetic words that President Barack Obama delivered, and I believe had a huge hand in writing himself, if not self-written, because, you know, we've had presidents in the not-too-distant future who... Um, <laughs> in the not-too-distant future? Not-too-distant past. I am amazed that you could see into the future. I, I really... Third eye, my friend. Let's Third start eye. betting on horses. Not so long ago, we had a president who not only probably didn't write his own stuff, I'm shocked he was able to read his own stuff. Oh, for God's sakes. The difference in... In eloquence is almost comical. However, you, know? you can you can almost bridge the gap using our friend Google Voice. Yep. Now what let's, we did let's, was let's let's turn the that we'll turn the dial all the way back down to George W. <laughs> <laughs> so what we did was we ran that part of the speech through the Google Voice engine, and we um, just let it go. And Google Voice transcribed it, listened to that beautiful, poetic, well-articulated speech, and this is what it came up with. Now, I, Ken, I'm going to leave it up to your hands. Do you want to... Should well, I read this just say? cold? Or? I, I, I'm going to say read it with the same conviction as if you are addressing the Senate. Absolutely. And I'll throw in some mic reverb. It's going to Okay, there you right. go. There yeah. you go. And uh, and a couple times, if you can just do like a... <clears throat> maybe oh, one of those. Of course. Okay. Of course. Ready? I, I, so concur, the, I concur. This is... The State of the Union speech, the capper, as interpreted by Google Voice. <clears throat> I never suggested a change in visa or that I could do it alone. And Mark Russell in the nation of 300 million people. If you know when you can nest complicate when you're trying to make things to make big changes, that stars, cash, and controversies. I just want to them up in public office and respond to this reality. Hi, clients exploit Fillinger Bruce. Good morning, things. You know what that. Sorry to keep our pool number sight. I got through the next election instead of doing what's best for the next generation. <laughs> I also noticed the people to make that decision. 
50 years ago, 100 <coughs> years ago, or 200 years ago. We will be here for you. Only reason we are here is because of generations of Americans we are offering, if you want to do. Let me know if you don't know if it's a buzz. I'm start. We want to talk to keep the bring of this nation alive. The children and our grandchildren, our administrations, I think we're going to get back to see if there's something wrong with it all. I wake up every day knowing that they are not prepared to setbacks with bandwidth all across this country have phased this year. And we're just legal geese me by the despite all. VCX and spirit of determination and optimism and fundamental be safe and I was always been at the core of the American people and I just want it on there. It was struggling, small business, on the road. Give me a buzz because none of us to you soon. I was willing to consider even slightly the room. <laughs> I think waiting on in. The woman said, you know she had her neighbor. Is that the other thing in the session? We are small. We are moving in. We are manner going on. An eight-year-old boy hit me back. <laughs> Just let me know loss and asked if I will get back to the people of Haiti and waiting on a longer X drop, everything, the boat someplace we've never been, info people, may be number now on the row. I'll get a chance of. We're sorry you Wednesday your website. One. Otherwise, I'm sorry, this is Peter. This is staying in this nation for more than two centuries. This is on the inn. You know it's day. We have finished a distant we have come through a different that day. I didn't hear it, and I can stretch, of course, we only hide dawn. Point there, air train. Ha ha. <laughs> oh my god. All right. These get better every week, man. I automatically have two favorites already. Right. I'll go right ahead. First of all, and I love how when things get messed up. It, it almost implies stuff rather than coming out and say it. <laughs> yeah, it like, <laughs> like he's like talking about, he's like this eight year old kid, he hit me back. <laughs> Implying that he struck an eight year old boy. And the, and the thing that he's upset about is the kid hit him back. That's right, that's right. And I mean, by the way, there's one, and there's one sentence in there where he says, I made it through the election. <laughs> while ignoring <laughs> the benefit of future generations. What was that? Can you find that? Yeah, just, let's see. That is I made perfect. it through the election. Oh, man. I made it through the next election. Oh, I got through the next election instead of doing what's best for the next generation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. There's, I mean, for, for, for some reason, this time around, and we were going to post the transcript on the website because we have to, um, they somehow... Maybe in the subtext, our president wanted to throw in references to some friends because he says Mark Russell, Fillinger Bruce, and hi, Don. Good old Fillinger Bruce. <laughs> Fillinger Bruce. I think this show is dedicated uh, to Fillinger Bruce. I would definitely have to say 
Uh, my favorite part is I, I, I got through the next election without one more time. What is it? I got, through uh, the next I got, le- I got through the next election instead of what's doing. Uh, I'm sorry. I got through the next election instead of doing what's best for the next generation. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And it, and it goes Perfect. on. It's almost, it almost had, it almost makes sense because it then says, I also notice the people to make that decision, <laughs> whatever that means. And then, like, I love the like the the random uh, capitalizing it does, like the 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 letters VCX, which makes no sense. I don't know what could have been translated as VCX, but it's all in capitals. And <laughs> this nation alive, like this nation alive, is all within one sentence, but nation is capitalized. I don't know what they're thinking. That's so strange. So that is what happens when you run a brilliant speaker. Through Google Voice, they go That's from stuff. Barack Obama to George Bush. To George Bush. And yeah, you kind can of be, a jerk uh, that hits young children. Yeah, well let's not let let's 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 make sure we, we establish that that this is only Google Voice saying this, not us. So if you're gonna get mad at somebody, get mad at Google get Voice. Get mad at Google Voice. Well can That's you right. can you can you imagine his next State of the Union where he's like, <laughs> first I'd like to clear up <laughs> More than I have ever wanted to clear up anything. <laughs> I never struck an eight-year-old boy. <laughs> and even if I did, I would not allow him to hit me back. Amen. Amen. Oh, boy. So that you was kind of a decent Barack Obama. Mine? No, mine. Oh, yours. Yeah. I, I decided not to do a Barack Obama impression, although I am trying to work on it, even though I'll never be able to use it. I don't think for anything. Yeah, yeah. It's not in good taste. Well, it's not even just that. It's just like, you know, when it was Bush, and there was plenty to make fun of. And when there was Clinton, there was plenty to make fun of. But right now, so far, Obama, I mean, he's, he's he does a couple of interesting, he's got some idiosyncrasies, but there's nothing as, as nothing major the way Clinton well, dude, and Bush he's did. also hilarious. That's also part of it. Yeah. yeah. When you love it when, a, yeah, he's, he's doing zingers during when, the State of the Union. That was brilliant. Yeah, and, and sometimes, it, even just giving press conferences, I don't know if you if you remember what happened a while ago in Boston. This uh, black professor felt he yes. was being harassed, yes. and uh, Barack Obama gave a comp kind of was like talking about it. He's like, I don't have all the details. He's like, I don't know, you know, what's going on. I believe the police acted stupidly. Is how he put it. <laughs> yes, yes. And then immediately he slipped in, and I was dying. He's like, now if this happened to me, he's like. He paused a second. He's like, well, I would get shot. <laughs> Talking about trying to get back into the White House if he lost his key. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was on the floor. Like, yeah, you know, it, it's really a, a keen, fun, uh, uplifting sense of humor. Yes, I agree with that. It's the sign of a very well-adjusted individual. Yeah, you know? I think one of the other things I said to my wife was that, oh, boy, it's really nice to have a president and first lady who I really like equally as much at the same time. Yeah. You know, that's that's, that's a rarity true. these days. That's true. Usually the first lady, lady is a peripheral thing, obviously. She, yeah. she kind of is... Or does. more likable than the president. That's that's another common theme, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, every, whatever you thought of uh, uh, George W. Bush, no, George H.W. Bush, the first one, uh, people roundly just dug Barbara, not Barbara, yeah, 
Yeah, Barbara Bush. Jeez. Are you sure? Uh, former Barbara First Bush? Lady Barbara Bush. Yes. And, I thought um, that was so. His dad's wife and his wife had the same name. Uh, um. No, no, no. His daughter. I'm so. Confused. One of the twins was Barbara. Oh, okay. All right, we're gonna have to right, recalibrate right, and get right, our right. story straight. But uh, yeah, yeah, that does about for uh, that uh, does it for fun with Google Voice. Now we usually like to feature our you know, people who call into the show, and if we like your message, we might actually put you through the Google Voice engine. So please do feel free to give us a call three four seven eight two nine punk. That's three four seven eight two nine seven eight six five. If you are alphabetically challenged, all right, Ken, <clears throat> better. Uh, Get your shields up and and be ready for the attack from above because when we come back, our good friend Anthony Kingdom James, the handsome genius radio show, will be joining us. And uh, I think Sparks might fly, Ken. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. You are going to eat him alive. You are going to eat him alive. I'm I'm, I'm rapidly massaging your back and uh, (laughs) getting you your mouthpiece ready for the big fight that's coming up. You are listening to the Commercials Freight Podcast on thecommercials.tv and the magic of iTunes. Hey, Ken, uh, take us out. Yeah. I know what you're thinking. In this economy, it's almost impossible to find quality, low-priced wombat vitamins. And a lot of wombat vitamin outlets have trouble discerning what's what. Some retailers offer vitamins made of wombats. Others offer vitamins for wombats to ingest. Some outlets offer vitamins made specifically for the Oklahoma State Wombats, a college football team. Others offer vitamins for you to take if you've been bitten by a wombat. Some stores offer novelty vitamins based on the popular movie Wombat. Some bookstores even offer the popular New York Times bestseller, Vitamin Wombat, which is in no way related to Wombat Vitamins. Music stores offer the latest release from the popular Seattle band, Wombat Vitamins. Some pet stores offer Vitamin Wombat, Wombats who have been pumped up on vitamins. Some retailers offer the enigmatic and confusing product, Wombat Period, Vitamins Period, which some believe to be a package containing both Wombats and Vitamins. Some electronic stores offer a product called Vitamins, Wombat, which is a device that continuously reminds your wombats to take their vitamins. There's also the product Wombat-Vitamins, a hideously disgusting genetic mixture of vitamins mixed organically with wombats. As the owner of a wombat, which many of us are, what do we choose? Which way should we go? to the Wombat Vitamin Emporium, a Wombat Emporium designed specifically for owners of wombats who desire to buy vitamins to contribute to the enduring health of our pet wombats. Don't let any other retailers confuse you, take advantage of you, and steer you in the wrong direction. Of course, your wombat will live just fine without vitamins, but let me ask you this. Are you willing to take that chance? The Wombat Vitamin Emporium, off Route 6 in Belmore. If you have the wombat, we have the vitamins. Heart to heart, and podcast to podcast. Heart to heart, and podcast to podcast. Heart to heart, and podcast to podcast. Heart to heart, and podcast to podcast.
Well, we know what that music means, don't we, Ken? We sure do, David. Oh, it means that it's time once again for Podcast to Podcast. It's the segment on the show where we speak to somebody who either has a podcast, uh, is involved in a podcast in some way, has ever listened to a podcast, or has no idea what a podcast is. Yes, and, no uh, criteria whatsoever. Absolutely no. A very loose criteria for whomever wants to be on this uh, on this particular segment of the show. And But this time, I will say that we do have... Have the real deal, a renaissance man, professional wrestler and professional wrestling promoter, uh, uh, a comic book aficionado, a a, uh, a a strip club DJ, all around good guy. And most importantly, perhaps, and we'll talk about this, Canadian. Uh, let's please welcome to the show, Anthony Kingdom, James Kingdom. Welcome to the Commercials Free Podcast. Hey, how's it going, guys? Oh, going well, going well. How, good. <laughs> how well, <laughs> that was an energetic opening if I've ever heard. Hey, well, how's it going, guys? Wow, uh, good, good. Yeah, well, thanks bad. for joining us. We uh, that's about all the time we have. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> good uh, being here. Uh, it's a bit. You are the host of the Handsome Genius Club. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the Handsome yeah, Genius? What is, what is that exactly? Club. It's a podcast. <laughs> The All award-winning right, commercial scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a thing. Uh, the Handsome Genius Club is the is the uh, world's greatest weekly, when I get around to it, uh, <laughs> pop culture podcast. It's basically um, if Howard Stern and uh, Harry Knowles had a child, <laughs> this would be his podcast. Uh, wow. That's... Uh, uh, scary in very many ways because it would involve either one of them giving birth um, or having I'm, sex. What would you say are the major <laughs> themes you guys co- well you cover on that show? Uh, let's see. The major themes would be uh, movies, TV, uh, comic books, porn, sports, razzling, porn. It's a lot of girl stuff. <laughs> yeah, lots of, lots of it's very chick friendly. Yeah, uh, broads yeah, love our show. The dames, the skirts—they <laughs> really love. They dig the way we talked about. You know, we talk about women's issues like, uh, like cooking and cleaning and, <laughs> and how pleasing, to fuck them properly. Men. Hey, watch your fucking language. <laughs> Are you familiar with Spike TV, Anthony? Uh, the cable network being the, from up there oh, the, the, in the, Canada, the, the Spike Lee network. Yes, yes, no, yes, yeah. All Spike Lee, <laughs> all, all, Spike Lee all the time. Yeah, I, I was just watching Do the Right Thing, uh, the Do the the weekly Do the Right Thing marathon <laughs> on Spike That's TV. The, they play twenty four hours. Do the right thing. Yeah, I'm. I'm a. Bi- it's Saturday night. Yeah, I'm a. I'm a big Danny Aiello fan. Uh, well, you I'm, know the reason I brought up Spike TV. Is, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's because we, we have a channel here that's really stupid and cheesy. It's a cable channel. It's called Spike TV. I, it's we like, have Spike TV. It's, it's, I, I live in Canada, not <laughs> the fucking moon, Ken. Tell me about indoor plumbing and electricity. <laughs> oh, wow. I've just been charred to pieces. You're delivering. Where do you live, Ken? Where do you live? Ken lives on a, a several, the, several different planets. Fucking, you live in the future? You think you can talk down to me? <laughs> I'm actually blushing. <laughs> you're deliver, you're delivering. Booster um, Gold over here. Booster Gold is going to give me shit because he's got 30th century technology. <laughs> Christ. Your delivery on not knowing Spike TV was so sincere and believable. I really thought 
they don't have Spike TV in Canada. He oh, just- whatever, Buck Rogers. Let me tell you something, pal. <laughs> I got Spike TV. I'll turn on Spike TV right now just to spite you. I'll yeah. Watch- Get rid My of the K. I'll watch Spike TV tonight. There you go. Now we're using very puns. Very appropriate. Word- yeah. Wordplay is very advanced form of humor. All right. Why um, you- would- you bring up Spike TV? Because it sounds like, for the love of God, so much for so little, it sounds like you're that you're, you're like the equivalent of that with your cast. Fuck no. <laughs> Spike TV. Spike TV is the station for retards, man. Minus the suck. It, 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 yeah, minus the suck. Well, if there's no suck, why would I leave the house? <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. It was a conversation I was having earlier with a young lady. So, so to so to bring the the intellectual level of this up a little bit, equation wise, the <laughs> handsome genius podcast equals Spike TV minus the suck. <laughs> Minus the visuals. <laughs> it helps, it helps early on in the show's history, I said, look, there's going to be a lot of references. I'm not going to ha- always have time to slow down to explain everything I say. Read a fucking book. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're, you're in front of your computer. Get Wikipedia going. That's a, that's a good start. <laughs> I mean, my, my, the, the Handsome Genius Club radio show is not... A Steven Seagal movie, all right. <laughs> Which, by the way, I just turned on Spike TV, and as we speak, there's a goddamn Steven Seagal movie on. Let me get the info going. As, as well, there kill. should be. Driven to Kill, 2009. A former Russian mobster returns to a life of crime in order to protect his family. Ugh. Wow. <laughs> so, where did the name come from? I mean, you, you, uh, did you, where did you exactly come up with that? Where it came from? It came from um, my my fantastic day job there uh, one night at work i uh uh manager and a doorman were standing together and i just walked up to them and from out of nowhere i said uh the reason i called this meeting of the handsome genius club together <laughs> was like hey shit write that down that's good <laughs> <laughs> How did they take it? I mean, you work. You well, tell, well. You work where? I work at a strip club in Toronto. I am a strip club DJ. Proudly so, from what I have, uh, learned so, over the years. I like to burn the place to the ground. Really? <laughs> Can I ask you a question, Anthony? About strip chain clubs the in chain the doors up in the middle of the night while it's busy and just burn it <laughs> with the hose still inside. What? Why? Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, don't call those bitches hoes. <laughs> I, I have a very serious question about Toronto strip clubs. Bet you because do. because there's a legend. No, I've never been to one. You there's sound a like a guy. You sound like a guy who's got a lot of questions about strip clubs. <laughs> where where can I get this hundred dollar bill changed for singles? <laughs> do they take American? They, we take we take American. Uh, here's the great thing. So this week the exchange rate is like three percent, right? <laughs> So it's like 90, 97 cents to, you know. Uh, so okay. to properly so, tip a stripper in Canada, do we have to put a dollar three in? No, 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 no. So some guy is paying at the bar and I'm I'm in the executive lounge, right? Some guy is paying at the bar and he, he gives a 20 and he's looking for his change. He's looking for his exchange rate. So he, he, you, you need those. You need those four bits. That looks- <laughs> Is that what's going on in your life, buddy? You're you're wearing that suit. And you're in the executive lounge. You need the fifty cents back because because that's that's going to break you. The executive lounge. Yes. Yeah. Right. How many uh, how many executives have you seen come into the uh, strip club? You would not believe. I want to know. I want to know. Uh, that's my a lot. A lot. 
a lot. Many. Well, uh, I want to chop liver over here. Can I ask my question about Toronto strip clubs? Oh, we oh, thought we got to liver, it already. Chop liver is useful, Ken. You can spread it on toast. <laughs> <laughs> ask your question, son. Uh, I, you know, I've never had a big brother, but I think I do now. Um, <laughs> You know, the, the the someone told me when I was looking at that Buffalo, mildly offensive, Ken. Oh, come on. You're yeah. you're older than me. Um, the, yeah. One time uh, I was living in Buffalo and my friend was like, he, I was saying, we're talking about strip clubs we've been to. And he's like, he's like, no, you haven't lived unless you've gone to a Toronto strip club. And I'm like, why? <laughs> and he's like, dude, you is your friend, is your fr- wait a minute. Your friend said you've never lived until you. That's to- exactly what he yeah. said. So that's I'm the kind of person you want to be taking advice from, yeah. Yeah. What about, what, about, what about love or climbing a mountain or curing cancer or something? <laughs> what are those? You never, you never, you never lived until you've had cheese. You know, like that. What's, what's this guy's standards are kind of low. Well, he was a bit of a sketchy character. I will say that, but I, I need to verify his information. He was like, he's okay. like, when, when when you go to a strip club, there's freaking a prime rib. Uh, buffet until four in the morning and the women are so much better looking than strip clubs in the United States. It's just like ridiculous. Okay. Is any any of that true? I will now take your question seriously and answer you. Some strip clubs do have buffets. Yes. But if you're willing to eat food that's left out in the open in a strip club, (laughs) then I don't have words for you. But the you're, you're you're a guy. So what you're, you're saying is they do have buffets. Some, some, <laughs> some. My club, my club doesn't at all. Like, I mean, there's some clubs. I worked at a club in Burlington, Ontario, that had a kitchen, so it wasn't a buffet, but you could order, you could order, you know, from a menu like any other restaurant. And it was right. it was a pretty good kitchen too, you know. But okay. I mean, if you're if you're eating from a buffet in a strip club. Then you don't believe in the five second rule, and not in not in the way that I don't believe in it. You know, if I drop a cookie on the carpet in the change room of my club, that cookie's gone. You're talking about a guy with five seconds. Psh, fuck, come in the next day. There's a cookie on the floor. <laughs> I, you know, I figured a strip club buffet is sort of like instead of the food falling on the floor for five seconds, it's like the floor comes to the food. Yeah, let me, let me, let me tell you. Let me tell you how. Odors work. <laughs> oh God! See what happens is microscop- microscopic particles of whatever you're smelling <laughs> drift That's, through it's the vagina. air, drift through the air and into your nose. So really, you know, you're kind of. It's not that you're really smelling something, Ken. Think about it more that you're tasting it. You're ingesting. Mm. So particles. yeah, you're ingesting it. That's perfect. That's perfect. So. You know, if that if that stuff is floating through the air and up your nose, it's also probably settling on your macaroni salad. Oh, uh, very, very nice. You, know, you make a good point. I never thought about that. But he oh, just I, made out, you know, Toronto strip clubs to be like to be like heaven. Basically, <laughs> they are. They are. They are. I want to know who this guy I'm gonna, I want. I may actually know him. We're not going to say it now, yeah. but I, I would like to know who this guy is. Now, but the uh, guy uh, I mentioned, Dave, you would know. You had have no idea. Oh, good. Then uh, well, uh, on to the second question. The, yeah. the women? Yes, the women are startlingly better looking. Than really? I've been, I've been to strip clubs in, let's see here, Philadelphia, oh. Pittsburgh, oh. West Virginia. I've been, <laughs> I've been to some odd little strip clubs. Well, you know, there's there. a rule. There's I've been to some rule. big ones, too, but Toronto. There's a rule I've been much as rural... Jobs. 
the ruraler you get, the nastier <laughs> the just, chicks did get. Did you just try to make up the word ruraler? I didn't try. I succeeded. <laughs> there you go. I mean, that's like it, it, in American schools. I, I, uh, you know, you learn one thing more than anything else is that English is what you make of it. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think it's a very cromulent word. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it embiggens everyone. It does. Uh, you are listening to the Commercials Free Podcast. We're sitting with Kingdom James, Anthony Kingdom James, host of the Handsome Genius Podcast. Handsome uh, Genius Club radio show. Did I just say that? Handsome yeah. Genius Club radio show. Don't I should, worry. Well, that, but you, you just put your yourself into a uh, small category with actor Dirk Benedict in terms of oh, oh by, by you actually uh, anticipated my next question who are some of the people who uh, you were your favorite guests so far that you've had on the show uh, let's see you know some of my favorite guests are the ones that uh, just don't let me get a word in edgewise because I just it frustrates <laughs> me and I start to laugh Dirk Benedict and Rob Van Dam <laughs> wouldn't that just yammering on and on and on uh <laughs> i have no idea what that's like hey he's, hey, he's looking at you ken he's looking <laughs> hey ken, listen ken ken own your behavior um how about also- those how about those guests when they don't know uh, those <laughs> those guests who don't know the jokes on them uh so <laughs> i gotta use that one uh, Who's- we've also had let me see who else has been really good um nina hartley Porn star Nina Hartley. Oh yeah, yeah legendary think, Scramble Vision star. I think I could. I think I could. <laughs> hey, I didn't hear that. You didn't my, hear that. My listen. My brother has been on the show. My brother is uh, the studio host for the Colorado Avalanche, and he comes on every once in a while, and we talk. Uh, we talk NHL hockey, and he's going to be on soon to talk about the Olympic hockey tournament. Uh. Very cool. He's never made a point of asking me when any of his own appearances will be posted online. <laughs> so he's but eagerly when, awaiting. Yeah. But when I told him that Nina Hartley was on the show. <laughs> oh, God. Just fucking just peppering my phone with uh, with text messages. Hey, did you post that yet? <laughs> I need to remind uh, uh, him. You might want to remind him that it's 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 not a very visual medium. You yeah, know, it's like it's, it's Nina Hartley, dude. Anybody I, that freaking <laughs> masturbates to the sound of Nina Hartley talking. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Need, needs needs to get an education. Whoa. OK, well, <laughs> first of all, first of all Ken, you're really giving yourself away because who here mentioned anything about masturbating to the sound of Nina Hartley's voice in an interview? Nobody said anything about that. Ken, See, I'm, all, I'm, all I said, all I said was that my brother was eager to listen to it. Take it to the because next she's step. A, she's in the next step. You filthy Canuck. What do you think he's going <laughs> to do? <laughs> See, let me let me let me interject here for a second. I've known Ken. Uh, Ken and I grew up in the same neighborhood. He was really good friends with my my bro- younger brother. And yeah, I've known. Bu- I've known. Bust in from a stupid neighborhood. <laughs> And I've known you have a shortage of dumb kids in your neighborhood. I've I've known Kingdom for uh, I think it's going back to the Clinton administration. So eleven years years I've known you, and uh, eleven, yeah, yeah, and 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 I I I lied, I lied. Wait a minute, that's close enough. No, this spring will be ten. Ten years. Okay, we've known each other for ten years, and uh, you know, I'm thinking to myself, okay, how can I come up with my own heart to heart moment? 
uh, you know, Ken Pond grew up on Long Island and uh, is a kind of crazy guy. Uh, Kingdom James grew up in Canada and he's Canadian. But when they got together, it was murder. This is this is my moment. <laughs> this is the electric kind of chemistry that I was hoping would happen if I brought you two together. Isn't it better though than having just a plain old boring person that's agreeable? I would say so. We've never had one of those, Ken. Let's be sure we mention that. <laughs> now, Kingdom, you are also your giggle offends me, Ken. <laughs> you sound, you sound, you sound uh-huh. like Frank Gorshin. This is awesome. It's Frank Goishin. <laughs> See? Once again, I, you know, I don't have time to explain all this shit, man. We a fucking book. You know, watch an episode of Star Trek or Batman. Oh, don't get, please don't start with the Star Trek, please. What Either the of you. Fuck, man. TNG. Right. How, how, how do you not know who Frank Gorshin is? How old are you, Ken? I was born in, oh, I'm 33. You had to think about that? Ken doesn't really go with the math very well. <laughs> uh, you are a former, well, no, no, I shouldn't say former. You are still currently, every once in a while, throwing a, yourself in the ring to compete, but you yeah. are also a pro wrestling promoter. Tell us, uh, t- tell us your, give us a, like a, the two minute history of yourself in, in pro wrestling. Oh, geez. Uh, four score and seven years ago. Minute 30 left. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I started wrestling. I got involved in wrestling when I was about uh, 16. When I was 18, I was uh, ring announcing and refing for some local groups. Got out of it for a while. In 95, got back into it full-time as a wrestler. And uh, uh, wasted my life around the Midwest United States. Uh, traveling Originally traveling with guys like Edge and Christian and Joey Legend and Rhino and all those guys. And then... Most of whom have gone on to pretty big careers. Not me, though. Oh. Hey, you're on this show. <laughs> oh, Dave, don't sell him a cheap car. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you're going to change the name of the show to Cold Comfort, are you? There you uh, go. <laughs> and uh, but I, I, you know, I've 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 I'm not upset about my career at all my career's been pretty good i've i've gotten a i've gotten to run shows in england i've gotten to uh to to travel to spain across the u.s you know parts of canada here i'm uh i've run run a dozen or show so of my own shows got another one coming up in uh the end of april of this year i'm gonna i've decided i'm not gonna run a monthly promotion anymore tried that a couple of times um just going to run one a year and try and make it as big as possible and invite all my boys in and, you know, try and have, uh, try and have some fun. Yeah, that's really where it amounts wow, to. I I'm going to, I'm going to re-edit that to take it yeah. out of context. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> I'm going to get, you know, invite all my boys in and have some fun. Yeah. You're, you're, you're pointless, Ken. Oh, what, what I, I so what, love what, this. What, what, tell me, tell me what's, why would sweat, you, why would you go out sweaty, of your way? Why would you go out of your way? Why would you go out of your way to try and insult and embarrass somebody who was nice enough to come on and be a guest on your show, Ken? Uh, Dave, I'm going to pass that to Dave. He's the PR guy. <laughs> so I have to answer the question yeah, about why yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Could, See, it be, yeah. could it be because you're of low character, Ken? <laughs> and by low, I mean none. <laughs> 
oh, this is too good. You know what? We're we're actually yeah, going to have to do it, this a, is the, part two this of is this. This is the best we've, we, we've ever done. And because you like abuse. And you're trying to direct him away from beating me. It, best, this is good best material. Best you've ever done. I seem to be the one talking. Can't <laughs> <laughs> see, well, see here's Dave's the thing. trying to be all professional. You're like, so so. getting back to your uh, uh, wrestling interest. I'm, Dave's, I'm, afraid, Dave's just afraid that I'll expose the secrets he's told me about you. Oh, <laughs> see, here's what I'm really trying to do. In, when you watch UFC, the Ultimate Hepatitis. Fighting Championships, uh, <laughs> you know, there's always that third guy in the ring who people don't pay attention to. He's the, the referee with the ref. his black rubber gloves and stuff like that, and he knows that he has to step in <laughs> before someone actually in, uh, has a brain hemorrhage, and that's really all I'm doing. <laughs> I'm saving you, Ken, because we still got to work on this show after we hang up with Kingdom. <laughs> Dude, I can I can take it. Dude, right. you you have. Uh, oh, Steve, <laughs> way to jump on the bandwagon. <laughs> way to go, way I'm, to go, all Shawshank. There, I'm being you know like pragmatic to say that here. Ken fought the good fight. <laughs> Eventually, they overcame him. Oh, yeah. uh, this is too good. We're gonna have to have part two, three, and maybe even four of this. <laughs> Anthony Kingdom James, where do people find you on the web? Ah, people can find me in a number of places that are currently being overhauled by my uh, handsome and congenial webmaster. Mm -hmm. Uh, They can find me right now at handsomegeniusclub.com. That is the website for my podcast. You can listen to it there in uh, streaming audio or download it as an MP3 file. Or you can do a search in the iTunes store for Handsome Genius Club and subscribe to the podcast through iTunes. Uh, you can also find me at kingdomjames.com and at wrestlersunion.ca. Man, you're oh, all over the I'm place. And I'm also doing some. I'm doing some blogging for uh, geekweek.com lately. Oh, cool. Well, so that's yeah. that's all the plugs that you could ever hope to have in one uh, sitting, I suppose. Also, I'm going to lunch tomorrow here. In- <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll. I'm sure you'll Twitter about it. Hughes uh, Kitchen, just south of Young and Bloor. Come on by, have a green curry on brown rice with me. Well, thanks for coming on Skype and joining us and and <laughs> giving us something to laugh about for the next week. Uh, hey, Kingdom no James, Anthony Kingdom James, I should say. Yeah. Thank you for being. <gasps> Here on the podcast. Hey, hey, wait, 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 oh, wait. Yeah. That Steven Seagal movie, it ended. But guess what? Spike's showing another one. <laughs> that's oh, that's, oh. that's what Spike's good for, man. Awesome, uh can you man. can can get one licking. Get one you got one. You oh, got I one got free one shot. Licking? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh Ew. suck it like a pro, Anthony. Well, I would know I, having I, spent your entire college tuition on pro. There we go. Thank you, Anthony Sing. Kingdom James. When we come back, we're going to be playing Ask the Experts. We're going to talk a little bit of uh, pigskin, as there's uh, apparently a big game coming up on Sunday that I only I only just learned about, so we're going to find out what that's all about when we come back. You are listening to the Commercials Freight Podcast at thecommercials.tv and the magic of iTunes, Ken. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, catchphrase? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Hi, thanks for calling the commercials at 347-829-PUNK. Hey, who's your buddy? Who's your pal? It's me. I think it's me. (laughs) This is John, by the way. Listen, bro, totally hooked you up, man. We're going to be rich. I met this dude. He's like a prince in Kenya, you know? Totally legit, because I met him on the internet. But dude, we got that connection with Kenya royalty now, you know? So anyway, listen, me and uh, Prince Kadidi, 
cool name, right? Got this little business dealio going on, whatever, whatever. Details yet to come. But long story short, <laughs> we're splitting 37 million bucks. <laughs> that's like, like each, that's like a bunch of millions. I can't believe it. it wait, hold on for a second. What? A later. Here, I'm talking to Dave. All right. Dave, mom says hi. Yeah, she wants me to shampoo her hair tonight. I don't have the heart to tell her she's bald. It's like watching a basketball with pimples. Usually can't sleep a couple of days after shampoo night. Well, anyway, I could buy her some hair <laughs> and move out of her basement. Hey, but you could buy her hair too, dude. Because get this. Turns out Prince Kadidi has like a friend with like a similar situation going on. And of course, bam, <laughs> side of you, man. Who's got your back, bro? It's me. And it's been easy. I don't know how this, this happened. You know, all I had to do was give him, like, some numbers off of one of mom's checks. And, you know, bam, I'm just waiting for my millions, man. A wire transfer is coming in any day. It's already been three weeks, but any day. So, uh, dude, you're in, man. You're in. You can get that gold tooth you always wanted. <laughs> Dave's getting some grills, bro. All right. So, uh, give me the call. I'll give you the info. Little 411 on the millions, bro. All right. Yeah. Kenyan royalty, man. <laughs> nice. Why don't you give me a question, baby? I will give you the answer to Why don't you give me what I want? Ask me a question. One, two, one, two. Oh, yeah. Back here on the commercials. Freight podcast, the commercials.tv, and the magic of iTunes. Hey, Ken. It's that time again, David. It's, it's that time again. At least this, the time of the show, this part. Ask the experts where we answer questions from you sent to us at the info. What? At the commercials.tv. Info at the commercials.tv. For God's sakes. Yeah, I'm really. Yeah, this is. You know what it is? I have Super Bowl fever. Not only that, it's been a full moon and you're stupid. I am stupid, and I'm slightly jaundiced. Uh, you can send us an email, info at thecommercials.tv, or call us, 347-829-7865, 347-829-PUNK. Yeah, I have a bit of gangrene. What, what an old-fashioned ailment. Jaundice? No, gangrene. Oh, gangrene, oh, gangrene is a very... Yeah, I remember listening to a record of Shelley Berman, an old comedian you might have heard of, mm-hmm. when I was a kid, and he was making a bunch of air... Jokes. He's actually really funny. He had this one skit. He's like, oh, I did it, Dave. I said skit. Oh, see. Dave hates when I say skit. And you know what? It's no, been I, no, I don't just hate. It's despise. not just me. You agreed with me, but yeah, for the purposes no, of trying to throw it back at me. I do. You just can't own your you you just can't own your behavior, my friend, as you've been told. <laughs> Apparently I cannot own my behavior. No, you know, Ken, by the way, during the break where there, where we, we took a little extra long break and, and it literally had to tell, we had, we had to get towels for Ken so he could towel himself down after the beating he just took. <laughs> oh, for God's sakes, yeah. But it was all in the name of good fun. I like Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You know, it's like, I don't mind being railed as long as it's funny. If oh, it's yeah, funny, you're, you're a good sport. No, well, I mean, it, it's You important. are a good sport. Uh, th- thank you. I appreciate the compliment. Uh, but, y- you know, there are times when it is... When it's, uh, you know, it can be hurtful, especially right. when it it's not funny. 
you know, <laughs> like your, your underwear smells and you're fat. That's not funny. I don't, no, that's, I fact, take that's offense a little to that. unpleasant. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's not just I, I not loved, funny, but that's not fun to listen to for any of us. No, no. And I loved how he said, you're trying to, and you know, it appears, I know that's not what you're doing, but to the listener, I think it would appear you were like trying to pull him off me, which I think is even funnier, <laughs> but, but you, you tried to cut him off at one point, which just gave him more fodder. You're like, well, uh, you know, me and Ken grew up in the same neighborhood and he's like, what did they bus retards in from I other neighborhoods? Oh my God, dude. I See, was dying. This is something I learned a long time ago, uh, in my, my very brief experience in the professional wrestling industry. Yeah. It's not worth it. It's not worth trying to go after somebody who has any experience in professional wrestling because these guys learn to become sharp as tacks. Yeah. And it's like they, the entire time they're there, they just rip on each other. Yeah. And it's just it's just not fair. It's kind of a code <laughs> of conduct. It sounds very much like my nuclear family. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's like your nuclear family, only with guy on guy violence. That's really all it is. Sometimes women on women, sometimes guy on women. But Canadians won't be able to see that. We're talking about wrestling, right? We are talking about professional. Actually, we're talking about our, our guest, Anthony Kingdom James, and, and the new hole he uh, found to uh, tear open in your body somewhere. In Ken, yes. I yes. was roasted. You were. But we liked it, and we'd like you to go see uh, Anthony Kingdom James' website, uh, especially the Handsome Genius Club radio show at handsomegeniusclub.com. Hey, let me ask now, you something yes. before you start to segue your ass off. This <laughs> is... Um, <laughs> Dave Koenig, Segway Master of the Universe. Segway Machine. I, I could see your infomercials. I'm Dave Koenig, and with these tapes, you could learn <laughs> how to get from one subject to another, even though they're completely unrelated. Funny story about pickles. They're green. <laughs> and, and one time I had to green, dissect a frog in science class. And science is a subject that involves fog sometimes. And... That reminds me, just be careful driving home because it's kind of foggy. <laughs> That's that that technique is what's called the chain or the, the chain. Connect the dots. Use multiple segues in order to get where you're going. Absolutely. Um, I interrupted you, but I completely forgot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For my next birthday, maybe yeah. my 35th birthday, will you organize a roast for me? You bet. Dude, I really Absolutely. think I would love that. I oh, really wouldn't. it wouldn't just be you. I think anybody who knows you would yeah. enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> probably if I organize this thing, I'm probably going to have to do like they do with the deli and people actually have to take a number. And if, if they're lucky, All the they'll more, get to the roast merrier. you. The There'll be people the around the block waiting. It'll be like that scene in airplane where the woman's going hysterical and everyone's and taking like, a turn to hit her. Exactly. There's people like you know, Boxer and, you know, someone with a, a, a bat and they're, they're all. Yeah, that's Who knows? what it's going to be like. It'll be therapeutic. You know, all of ex-girlfriends from all over the country coming to speak. Oh, you know? that, that's that's at the and same when time. You left brilliant me with and those two children that were yours. Yeah, I had nothing yeah. to do. I lived on the street for years. You didn't even send me a birthday card. Oh, maybe we do it. This is your lifestyle instead of like the classic Ooh, Deus style. That's dude. That's oh, what I want. Okay. All right. Like half, to, how about half roast, half this is your life? Half roast. Yeah. I mean, it'll be like this is your life meets uh, those roasts that they used to do uh, where Dean Martin would pretend to laugh at people's jokes. Dude, that's great. You know what? That is the only birthday present I would ever ask from you is to organize Oh, that. dude. Dude, that would be a lot of fun. All right. Yeah. Well, whoever, if you are listening to this, uh, you remember, remind us that we're going to do this. Please. Uh, anoint yourself the official reminder 
of the Commercials Free Podcast that Ken is going to be roasted upon his 35th birthday. That's right. Um, and since he's only 26 now, just it's good, we're going to need all the help we can get. Aww. Aww. You he's made actually me, 50. Uh, I'm 33, you <laughs> prick. You're 33, so we got a lot of time you, to plan. younger than you, for God's sake. You are younger than me, and I don't need to be reminded of that. So it is Super Bowl week. We are looking forward to Sunday. And, um, you know, I... We we have been asked by several people our thoughts on the Super Bowl and and I'll just I'll sum it up this way: Peyton Manning, the quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts, an incredible talent and just easily may be that one of the top five quarterbacks of all time. And I think this may be his chance to cement a position, maybe even a little higher than that. He he could very well be the best quarterback who ever lived, uh, but he's only got one Super Bowl ring to his name. This one could kind of seal the deal and people will remember hey uh, when i was younger i got to watch peyton manning play dave what are you talking about i'm talking Who about the super that? bowl like peyton manning he's the guy in the commercials that you All maybe right, have seen hold on a second let yeah. me just tell you let me give you the rundown of how i believe football is played forget um, sure. about forget about players i don't know their names Okay. Well, you've got Drew Brees on the other side, who's a young up-and-coming quarterback who could very well, as soon as Peyton Manning is reaching the uh, the nadir of his career, he very well could uh, become one of the best in the league. But I think he's got to go a long way for him to become as good as Peyton Manning. And I think uh, it's it's for me, it's probably going to come down to like a 28-14 Colts win. Well, oh, you were saying something? Well, what I was going to say was, watch John Elway run in Super Bowl Twenty One. <laughs> wow, that you know, that's... Uh, I only remember that because it was in a song. It was in a song. Yeah. So, you see, you... you I, and, and you may already know this if you've listened to the show uh, uh, any number of times that Ken... Uh, Ken is to sports what... Uh, uh, think of somebody who's who's fun to make fun of because they're too large. Who's somebody you would make fun of because they're too large? Walter Hudson. <laughs> no, that's the exact opposite of somebody you'd make fun of. That's somebody who should be pitied because he was too large. <laughs> he couldn't leave his house. Large, and he's dead. Large, like fat? Yes, yes. Like, uh, like, like, at a, yeah. Uh, 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 Louis Anderson. Okay. Even though he lost a lot of weight too, and this is yeah. Oh, for God's uh, sakes, just take what I'm feeding you. Ah, oh boy. All right. Well, Ken is to sports what Louis Anderson is to Weight Watchers. <laughs> I really took the scenic route for that. You so did. What a stretch. I would say <laughs> I would say that I am to sports as uh, as uh, uh, Drew Carey is to the theory of relativity. God, that's even worse than yours. Yeah, that was really bad because we don't really know if he doesn't know what the theory of... <laughs> for all we know, Drew Carey could be an Einstein uh, fanatic. I doubt it. Doubt it, but yeah, I mean, it could happen. So anyway, Ken doesn't know a heck of a lot about sports. So, I mean, when we talk sports, Ken sort of is on the sidelines looking in. But I think that gives you, Ken, a tremendous perspective on the game and i think it's valuable like for instance can if i if i said to you can you name 10 football teams professional football teams in the national football league could you do it um i can try all right let's just just for two seconds let's 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 do a little experiment here okay trying to name 10 uh 
The San Francisco 49ers. That's one. The Green Bay Packers. Two. The New York Jets, the New York mm-hmm. Giants. Mm-hmm. Did I already say the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, you did. So they don't, uh, and they don't count twice, unfortunately. Okay, the Houston Oilers. Uh, well, I'm going to sort of give you a half on that one. They they moved to Tennessee and are they're now the Titans. Oh, um, the 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 Florida Gators. Okay, that's that that takes away the half I gave you for the Houston Oilers. <laughs> Why? Because they don't. They're not in the NFL. <laughs> they're they're a college team. Oh, um, did, and I don't think Detroit, they're moving up. The Detroit Pistons. Mm, that's an NBA team. Shit. <laughs> so we're getting further away. Um, well, let me think about Chicago. <laughs> we're in a different sport. Chicago. Uh, Chicago Forty ers No, they, there's no. There aren't two teams called the Forty ers in football. Um, the uh, Minnesota. Vikings. Yes. Okay. Now uh, you have five. Yeah. You got five. Okay. You're halfway there. The Texas. The Houston. Say, uh, the Houston. Oh. No. Uh, mm, the, the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, that, that's baseball. So I think we're covering almost. Uh, if you if you can throw a hockey team in there, I think you're gonna have Rams. The, uh, the Rams. There they are. The, the Rams are there. I'll give you that one. That's okay. six. I don't know where they're from, but I know. Um. The uh, dude, I I don't know if I have any more. So you got six. Yeah, barely. One, I barely got six. One more. Um, one more. See uh, if you can. Well, if you pick a state and a town, I'll be able to tell you. How about Seattle? Seahawks. There you go. All right, we got seven. Give me another you state a, or a city. Uh, how about Denver? Broncos. There you go. Okay. There's a team in Kansas City. Kansas City. Kansas, the Kansas City, the Kansas City. I don't know. Give me another. State. I'll give you the two that are in the Super Bowl. You've got Indianapolis, Indianapolis, Padres. Yeah, they're the Padres. Yeah, you just now melded San Diego's baseball team with uh, <laughs> the, Minneapolis, the NFL's uh, football team. Give me another city. Oh, Tampa Bay. See, I think this helps illustrate the point. The Ken is yeah, not exactly a sports yeah, fanatic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and but but like I said, it does not mean that he does not have a tremendous perspective on the game. And um as I understand it, Ken, you were digging into your old catalog of music. Oh yeah, yeah. And I you know, it was like a I was living in Chicago. It was a Super Bowl party that I was and at. <laughs> and I couldn't have been more bored to fucking tears. So I you went were, in the back. <laughs> I went in the you were in Chicago and you don't know the team. No. I think that's what they... Isn't that... Don't they have like a test at the border to ensure that you know the names of the sports teams They're there? more emphatic about the their basketball people. Um, maybe back then, sure. The, Do you know the name of the basketball team? Oh, oh, the... The, uh, the Bulls. There you go. All right. Yeah, well, yeah. I'll, well I'll, I'll I only remember that, that because there was like a riot... <laughs> On like the first week I arrived in Chicago when I was at 19 and I was uh, like, this place is crazy. Get me out of here because they <laughs> lost or won or some shit. And they won. On. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So I went in the back and I wrote this song and played it for everyone at, at halftime. So here's Ken Pond with his ode to the NFL. Yes. 
The Super Bowl is really awesome It's when a bunch of guys Run around and jump around the field The Super Bowl is really awesome One guy gets the ball And the other guy chases him Then a shitty, shitty band plays And, like, people found it funny, but most people found it offensive. Well, I think if you're going to a Super Bowl party, I think that's probably going to rub people the wrong way. Yeah, it's like, hey, this party you're having, the theme of it sucks. Yeah. But this is... The sport that is honored here sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that being maybe... It's like going into church and being, like, down with God. That's right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm not in favor of Satan or anything, but this whole God thing, it's just (laughs) stupid. All they do is run around and eat wafers and drink wine, pretending it's body and blood. Yeah, well, that actually, you know, you have more knowledge about the Eucharist than I do about anything in football. As far as I'm concerned, football. The only thing I know about the Eucharist is that he played catcher for the for the, the St. Louis Cardinals <laughs> and he was on Mr. Belvedere. Eucharist. Well, must be in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> the. Uh, the the thing the, the, this is my, what I how I know football is played. It's a big field that's about five hundred feet long. Uh, just about yeah. Okay, and there's two Y shaped things at either end, mm-hmm. which are like goals, like a net, if you will. And what happens is the two teams meet in the middle, mm-hmm. and I think the referee throws a quarter or something. Yes. And that decides who goes first. Now, when <laughs> one of them, I'm, I'm due to my, I'm taxing my brain right now. Um, now, when they're kind of crouched together and facing each other, mm-hmm. one of the teams secretly has the ball, but the other team doesn't know what they're going to do with that ball. So they have to be prepared as to anywhere that ball can go <laughs> because they've got to stop it. So yes, they've got to stop it. They say one, two, three, hut, <laughs> and the main guy that has the ball at first passes it under his butt, very inconspicuously, to mm-hmm. another person who runs. Mm. Now they run after that guy and they try to hit him. Mm-hmm. And they there's no rules. You could punch the guy. You could do whatever <laughs> to stop him. Oh, the point. That's why they wear all that gear because there's no yeah, rules. Yeah. Yeah, like um, in that in that in that documentary where the guy pulled out a gun in the middle of the field and shot the uh, <laughs> shot the player. Well, I'm sure that's not that's against the rules. But so then, if they don't stop that guy, he runs all the way to the other side, and that's a touchdown. That is correct. Now, at that this point, he's given a choice. He can either make another touchdown and no one will stop him, or everybody lines up next to that Y thing. And mm-hmm. he gets to throw the ball through. And if he makes it through, that's another two points. And if he goes beyond a certain line, that's three points, right? Is it? Uh, yes. Yes, it, oh, yes, okay, it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, and basically, whoever gets the most point wins. There are four quarters. Mm-hmm. So you have to that's make sure true. you can do as much as you can in those four quarters. You got to do the damage while it's hot, man. Right. And um, sometimes the, the coach calls for a timeout so they could talk or whatever if something's not going right. Yeah, you know, emotionally 
Yeah, yeah. So that's football. I mean, hey, how that, how close was I? Uh, I would say you got a decent 82% uh, of the facts right. Wow. I think you did fine. Cool. I, I think um, you get an 82 for facts. I think you get about a 60 for enthusiasm. But that's okay. You know, not everybody is like likes well, they everything. They don't grade you know? on enthusiasm. No, they certainly do not. Fortunately no. I mean, for me. Uh, yeah, especially if you're not playing the game, then it really doesn't really matter. Well, you know, I used to collect baseball cards when I was mm-hmm. like, you know, eight or nine. And I remember right. at some point, like, you know, those moments of childhood clarity where you're like, wait a minute. I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> I don't know why I have these. I don't understand any of the information on them or who the people are. Why am I collecting these things? And suddenly you heard Daniel Stern's voice saying, I think at that moment, I lost a little bit of my childhood. <laughs> or at that point, I realized I was probably bisexual. You know, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And, and wait it's, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. First of all, first you tell me you suddenly have a car and you almost die. Now you're bisexual. Well, you know, the running joke, and it's so funny because it's such sexual harassment. <laughs> Everywhere I've worked, where I've I've worked, I worked for a time in Virginia for a music store. I did all their promotional stuff, and I was from New York, so that didn't help. I wore you know, you know, pants from Men's Express when everyone was wearing freaking those like raincoat like overalls, you know, raincoat so, overalls to work, you know, just something, you know, waiters, no. like they're going to go out and mudden afterwards, <laughs> you know, just very rural attire. Okay. And so that probably didn't help. I like the fact that you have identified everybody you worked with in Virginia as, as like straight out of hee haw. <laughs> this is like or clamors, clamors. Yeah. Um, well, oh, you know, after this, we're going to go get a couple of catfish and maybe fry them up on the scene. I mean, dude, that wasn't too, you know, the stereotypes are not far off at all. Oh, boy. I mean, really, I'm I'm being serious. I always thought like, oh, it's just silly. But it's like, I I remember um, one time, you know, I'm like out with a friend and he's like, oh, dude, I think I've had too much to drink. And I hadn't drank anything. He's like, can you drive? And I was like, well, I've never driven a pickup truck before. Is there anything I should know? And he laughed for like four hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> I can never have a pickup truck. You can't have a pickup truck. Dude, everyone and their mother has a pickup truck. You were issued a pickup truck, you know? Um, yeah. So the, the stereotypes are, are really very, very true. And uh, around the, you know, I was, I was worked there for about two years and the, my nickname was By Ken. <laughs> okay. Even though I am I am the most womanizing straight penis and vagina person you'll ever meet. <laughs> I like still the steak get and potatoes that. of sexual orientation. <laughs> <laughs> Meat and potatoes. I don't want no fancy meals. <laughs> I don't want no fancy sexual orientations. Uh, but I mean, and and it, you know, no matter what I said, you know, and I remember, and I didn't want it. I, I wanted them to be able to have fun, you know, with at their your expense. fun at my expense. I, I wanted yeah. it to be a good sport. But I uh-huh. did lightly say, look, just so you know, I'm not homosexual or, you know, or bi-curious. Uh, just putting that out there. And they had a good laugh and they said something like, 
don't they always say them homosexuals deny it? You know, and it's like, oh, for God's sakes. All right, here we go. Let's continue the, you know, because first of all, I, I, I will say that in the way I express myself and the way I articulate, it can be interpreted as effeminine. Uh, a little bit. You know. Maybe uh, a little bit. Because if you're really looking for stereotypes, sure. Right. I was involved in musical theater. I like musical theater. I, you know, I have eclectic taste in music. Uh, I have sex with men. I have sex with men. That probably gives it away. <laughs> but, but um, you know, it was, it was by Ken. Um, and it, it really, you know, has been a, a theme throughout my life. Where, you know, I remember one time me and my friends when I was like 16, we're like drinking in our, my friend's backyard and we're all talking about like, who do you think's gay and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, you know, someone said Ken and everyone laughed and one of the guys got really quiet and I looked at him and I'm like, dude, you, you don't really think I am, do you? And he just goes, nah, I've kicked it around. You know, so it, it's a continuing theme. And the fact, going full circle here, the fact that my knowledge of sports is so incredibly remedial does not help either. I'm sure. But you at know? this stage in life, I mean, I will say this, and I've known you for, uh, you know, many, 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 many years uh, and, and, and much more in detail over the past several. You bear it well. You know, like, I, I don't think it's hurt you in the lady department and... Uh, you haven't changed to conform to this idea of masculinity as well. Uh, I, I think that as, happens as to do with sexual orientation. Well, that, that's because I'm. I I happen to say it, and I, I dare I pat myself on the back. I, I consider myself a, a progressive person, in that if I was to be, fine. If I am, fine. I have no problem with that. I'm. I wouldn't be ashamed or anything like that. I would be. Right, right. You know. I would celebrate my individuality with it. And so people having that maybe thought in their head that I am doesn't, doesn't really bother me. The fact that no. I know I'm not is what's important. So, you know, a great comedian, you know, once said, he said, you know, you have to be, to, to be homophobic, you have to be emotionally involved in the situation. <laughs> he says, you know, people that are homophobic, they're like, well, why are you against gays? He's like, well, the gay, Damn gays keep coming in my dreams and having sex with each other and me, you know, and it's true. I mean, you know, I, I really I happen to be a proponent that if if you have a really, really big problem with homosexuals, you're most likely a homosexual yourself. Yeah, I think I think an accusation of homosexuality is not very far off from a a prayer that someone is homosexual. Exactly. Yeah. All my lies are really wishes. So the Super Bowl, that's 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 your uh, answer. That's our uh, that's our big Super Bowl preview here on the Commercials Free Podcast. If you have a question you want to ask us, the phone number three four seven eight two nine seven eight six five seven eight six five also is uh, what Ken Punk Punk. It's three four seven eight two nine Punk. Info at the commercials TV. I think Ken, that's about all the time we got. It is. We don't have enough time. We wish we no. Had we more. never have enough time. No. Yeah, we always want more we time, but they never guys. give us more time. We love because, you, the uh, commercial listeners. We really do. That's right. We want to thank Anthony Kingdom James for joining us and having some fun at Ken's expense. 
Ladies, I am single. <laughs> the handsome www.handsomegeniusclub.com if you want to check out the Handsome Genius Club radio show. I want to thank Laura Delman for showing up in retrospect and for uh, providing her part to uh, the Canada song. We love her. And I want to thank you, Ken, for being a strong, strong person in the face of such abuse. Of course, as always. Hope you join us next time on the Commercials Free Podcast. Always at thecommercials.tv and the Magic of iTunes. Ken, want to take us out? Fucking Anthony, I'm going to kill that fucking piece of shit. See you next week. The commercials free podcast. If you don't like it, what the hell is the matter with you?